Governor Kemp now taking the podium live at the Georgia State Capitol. Uh, let me just thank everybody for being with us today for our COVID-19 weekly briefing. Got a big crowd for you today that you're going to hear from. Got Dr. Kathleen Toomey, uh, Director Homer Bryson from GEMA, General Tom Carden, Georgia National Guard, Colonel Val, Department of Public Safety, State Patrol, Commissioner Mark Williams with Department of Natural Resources. And uh, wrap, it, wrap us up today, we've got our Agriculture Commissioner, Gary Black. Uh, for several months, our nation, as you know, has been fighting an invisible enemy and uniting to ensure the health and well-being of all Americans. The path has been long and difficult, and everyone is making sacrifices to keep one another out of harm's way as we fight to stop the spread of coronavirus in communities all across the United States. Medical providers, public health officials, frontline workers, first responders, law enforcement, they're all working very long hours and spending significant time away from their families to help limit potential exposure. These brave men and women are literally saving lives every day. It is impossible to thank them enough for what they've done for us, but I know that countless Georgians join my family and I in praying for them daily. As you all know, this weekend is a powerful one for all Americans. For years, we have taken this moment to reflect on the sacrifice made by those in uniform. We honor these American heroes who answered the call of duty and paid the ultimate price for our freedom. Earlier today, I was honored to, to attend a Memorial Day ceremony with the Georgia National Guard to honor the lives of retired Master Sergeant Mark Christopher Allen and many other American heroes. Master Sergeant Allen's family, fellow service members, and many others were in attendance as we took some time to remember those that we have lost and acknowledge our many blessings as Georgians and Americans. This year, Memorial Day will be even more powerful as we find inspiration from our fallen soldiers. We need their encouragement and commitment now more than ever. While this battle against COVID-19 is far from over, I remain encouraged by the data and the feedback from public health officials. As you know, testing remains a top priority as we take measured steps forward. In addition to rapidly increasing testing capacity, we have also seen a steady decline in the percentage of patients testing positive for COVID-19. This is a key data point and a real testament to the hardworking Georgians everywhere who are following the guidance, wearing masks, and practicing social distancing. While inconvenient at times, these proactive measures are truly paying off. I'm proud of what we accomplished over the last several weeks, but we cannot rest on our laurels. We need to further expand access to testing and we need to encourage Georgians to make it a priority. This morning, we were proud to announce that CVS Health is opening 23 new drive-through testing sites across Georgia. Now, more Georgians and more communities will have access to convenient and quick COVID-19 testing options. I want to thank CVS President and CEO Larry Merlot and his team for their commitment and strong partnership in our state. 
I'm also excited to see that several Georgia companies have partnered with Augusta University to help accomplish their mission in the fight against COVID-19. Our friends at SK Innovation recently joined numerous businesses and organizations in financially backing AU's efforts. And earlier today, Augusta University announced a partnership with ShareCare, the state's official wellness vendor. Through the Wellbeing Georgia website, ShareCare, ShareCare will help members of the state health benefit plan access vital tools and resources to keep their families safe and sound. This website drives traffic to the AU Health Express Care app for free virtual COVID-19 screenings, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, with no, no appointment and no cost required. Again, we are so grateful for these types of partnerships that are helping us move the needle in this fight. Speaking of making progress, we reached another milestone this week. As of today, we had less than 1,000 COVID-19 patients hospitalized in our state. GEMA's 1 p.m. update has that number at 919 patients. This is a 38% drop since May the 1st. I want to especially thank our hospitals, large and small, for working with us over the last several months to enhance surge capacity. And as always, I want to thank the frontline workers for, for helping to nurse these patients back to health. As a reminder, Georgia's health systems are ready to serve patients for elective procedures and routine appointments. I want to strongly encourage everyone to get important checkups on their calendar. In the past few days, we've seen reports that some of our largest, most successful hospital systems are having to, believe it or not, furlough staff in the midst of a pandemic. Please go to your doctor for a checkup if you are due for one. Schedule time for routine procedures like dental cleanings and eye exams and other tests that can prioritize your health. One of the most aggressive actions taken to the battle and the spread of COVID-19 in Georgia has been the disinfection efforts take, undertaken by the Georgia National Guard in our long-term care facilities, including nursing homes, assisted living facilities, and personal care homes. The Georgia Healthcare Association, the Georgia National Guard, and GEMA have been discussing best options to continue these efforts to protect our senior citizens and others that are in these facilities. Working together, they had developed a plan that I have approved to continue the disinfection efforts in all 790 senior living facilities across our state. This strategy has a three-pronged approach. First, the Georgia National Guard has produced and will be providing an instructional video on how to safely and properly disinfect these facilities. Additionally, GEMA has purchased and will distribute industrial foggers, disinfectant solution, and appropriate PPE to 353 nursing homes. And we anticipate that those supplies will be delivered within the next four weeks. Our PPE shipments will mirror a recent seven-day supply of PPE that we received from FEMA to nursing homes as part of their operation commitment to care. I certainly want to thank 
President Trump, Vice President Pence, and the task force for supporting this recommendation, and certainly um, to Director Gaynor and FEMA as well for their support. In total, Georgia will be sending approximately 14,000 face shields, 161,000 masks, 749,000 gloves, and 300, I'm sorry, and 35,000 and 300 gowns to our nursing homes. Finally, we have worked with these facilities to ensure that they incorporate disinfection efforts into their regular cleaning schedules and follow the appropriate guidelines. Across the nation, the 2020 census is underway to ensure an accurate count of the population every 10 years. This effort plays a vital role in allocating representation among states and funding large-scale projects like infrastructure, health, and education. The amount of federal funding that we receive for these projects depends on our state's population and participation. And right now, Georgia's response rate is 55.8%. That is lagging 3.8% behind the national rate. I want to ask all Georgians, if you have not responded yet, visit my2020census.gov or call 1-800-330-2020 to respond. Before I turn the podium over to Dr. Toomey, I want to take just a moment to address a recent data reporting concern involving the Georgia Department of Public Health's website. I've said from the very beginning that we are making decisions based on data, science, and the advice of public health officials like Dr. Toomey. We are committed to full transparency and honesty as we weather this health care crisis. Georgia families, businesses, local leaders, and the press deserve accurate data, and I know that Dr. Toomey's team is working around the clock to collect, sort, and produce that information. We are truly blessed to have one of the best public health directors in the nation leading our state through this pandemic. And her team is working around the clock to ensure the health and well-being of all Georgians. They are taking massive amounts of data from countless sources, putting, in, putting them into accessible format under a global spotlight, all at breakneck speed. Please afford them some patience and please clear, steer clear of personal attacks. We are all in this fight together. This Memorial Day, I want to encourage and wish everyone to have a good, safe weekend following the public health guidelines that is working here in our state. And with that, I'll turn it over to Dr. Toomey and she will uh, make some remarks. Dr. Toomey? As we go along, this is now Dr. Toomey, our state health director, taking the podium. As this pandemic has evolved, data continue to evolve, just as the technology continues to evolve around testing and being able to identify who has the virus. You know, we have to have transparency. We are continuing to work to improve the, all of our uh, reporting systems. That is what is going to make give us the ability to respond adequately. So I want to just once again say that having uh, multiple actionable, accurate data 
is our top priority for public health and to make that available to the public, to decision makers, to the media. And we will continue to do that um, as we move forward and, and hopefully with even uh, greater agility and greater um, ability to provide the information you need in a timely way. The department also is continuing to make great strides on our contact tracing program. We actually gave it a new name. It's called the Healthy Georgia Collaborative. And I think that's really reflective of the fact that this is not just a, a, a COVID virus prevention um, effort, but in fact, a collaboration, a partnership, something that's going to require community engagement to be effective. We have discussed several times before that effective contact tracing is absolutely essential for us to stopping the virus now at this stage of the pandemic. And we're working with a lot of community partners, some that we've worked with uh, for other uh, health conditions. We're working with the faith leadership. We're working with local hospitals. We're but we're also working with the business community and many new partners and community-based organizations to gain the support from the community to be able to do this work. You know, for, to be able to do this, we have to have people respond to us, to be able to answer our calls, to be able to uh, feel comfortable uh, giving us this information. And so gaining that trust um, of the public is essential, and, and that engagement with the partners will allow us to do that. Since the redevelopment and, and kind of redeployment of our contact tracing efforts, we have conducted case interviews with more than 3,300 patients and have worked with those cases to identify nearly 9,000 contacts. We have on board already 500 contact tracers, and by Monday, uh, we plan to have, uh, we will have onboarded uh, 500 contact tracers by Monday. And by mid-June, so less than a month from now, we will have that full thousand um, that we had predicted we would. Uh, several people have, have commented, will that be enough? We were using an estimate based on a Johns Hopkins estimate of seven contact tracers per 100,000 population, and that uh, came out to a roughly 1,000 people. But we have the agility that if we find that we need additional people, particularly as we move forward, um, we, can, uh, we can hire more because we have so much interest uh, in these positions. And I think one of the most important things to say that um, it, it, it is, it is the, the cooperation of the community that will make this effective, not how many people we have on board or not the um, app that we have deployed that will allow us to uh, enhance our contact tracing efforts. I also wanted to once again call out the CDC Foundation because they have been so absolutely helpful to us, not only in identifying individuals, high-level individuals for us to deploy, um, uh, including a logistics coordinator uh, and a training coordinator for all of our statewide contact tracers, but also additional epidemiologists as well as additional contact tracers. It's these kind of partnerships uh, with the donor community and others that will allow us to be even more effective in the future. Our contact tracers will be reaching out, will be, will be calling. Please encourage everyone to be cooperative because this will be uh, the key to our successful in, in this effort. I lastly wanted to mention the remdesivir. Uh, we talked about that um, uh, last time we met. 
we did, uh, we were able to get this out to hospitals uh, very, very effectively. Uh, of the first shipment, we sent to eight hospitals across the state, provided treatment for 110 patients. I had several hospitals call me over the weekend thanking me because they already had patients uh, that they were treating with us and were grateful to have that. Uh, today's shipment uh, went out to 29 additional hospitals and that will give us the capacity to treat 310 patients around the state. And we just found out that we have an additional shipment coming in. This is, this is remdesivir in a powdered form so that it actually has more flexibility and can be transported more easily so we can target with this effort not only rural hospitals, it's also um, can be easily used for pediatric patients. And so we're going to focus also on making sure we have a sufficient supply for our hospitals that treat high-risk pediatric patients as well. And last, I just wanted to comment that the public health has worked in partnership with GEMA on many hurricanes in the past. This is probably the most uh, challenging hurricane uh, Director Bryson and I have ever worked on and I hope we'll ever work on again. And I just wanted to acknowledge his partnership and support throughout this. And so thank you, Director Bryson, for your, your help. Thank you, Dr. Toomey, and uh, good afternoon. GEMA Homeland Security continues to work with our vendors, state partners, private partners, and volunteer organizations to provide the necessary resources for Georgia's response to the COVID pandemic. A major piece of the resource is acquiring and distributing personal protective equipment and ventilators. We continue to see wide availability of ventilators throughout the state. Today, Georgia facilities have 2,822 ventilators on hand, and out of that, 1,981 available. On average, we're only seeing 30% of the ventilators available in our state in use daily. Medical facilities and nursing homes request resources through the Department of Public Health Ready Op System, and local governments and critical infrastructure partners request resources through the GEMA Web EOC portal. To date, the state has processed more than 16,432 resource requests. To put those numbers in perspective, during Hurricane Michael, GEMA processed 1,051 resource requests. Approximately 12,262 of the resource requests have been for PPE, and more than 12,000 of those have been completed. To date, more than 2,700 entities across the state of Georgia has received PPE from the state. As part of completing these requests, Georgia has pushed out approximately 3.3 million N95 masks, 7.82 million surgical masks, 341,000 gowns, 10.92 million gloves, 338,000 Tyvek coveralls, 886,000 face shields. To keep Georgia moving forward, GEMA is fulfilling requests from critical infrastructure essential workers and has delivered over 600,000 cloth masks to the transportation, energy, telecommunications, water, wastewater, and food processing sectors across the state. 
We are also supporting the Department of Administrative Services in their efforts to safely reopen state government. As part of the reopening process, we have ordered 210,000 cloth masks, 1 million surgical masks, 153,000 gloves, and 16 million wipes. We are working with the Georgia Building Authority and Georgia Correctional Industries to purchase, package, and deliver approximately 2,500 gallons of disinfectant weekly. Additionally, I'd like to uh, say thanks to Exxon for a generous donation. Uh, they provided us with 5,940 gallons of hand sanitizer, which we currently have in our warehouse. Making all of this happen has required incredible effort on the part of all of our employees and state partners. And I wanted to take a moment to acknowledge the countless hours that have been spent working to keep the citizens of Georgia safe. Our agency remains focused, and we will never forget that what we're doing each day directly affects the lives of every citizen. I'm going to switch gears for a minute. Dr. Toomey started this. Uh, hurricane season is fast approaching. And for the sixth year in a row, the Atlantic saw a preseason tropical event. Georgia's coast and our southwest region know all too well how devastating these storms can be. Our goals remain the same as they have been in years past. GEMA wants all citizens to pay attention to the progression of these storms and heed the guidance of officials if you find yourself in harm's way. For information on how to prepare, you can visit the Ready Georgia tab on our website at gema.ga.gov. And it's my pleasure to introduce General Cardin. State Emergency uh, Director Homer Bryson. It's 4.52 at WSB. If you're just joining us, this is live coverage of the latest State Task Force Coronavirus Briefing. State Adjutant General uh, Cardin now speaking at the podium. weeks at, uh, at his direction and in support of Director Toomey, and Director Bryson, uh, we've completed 1,700 infection control missions uh, in one of Georgia's long-term care facilities. Within those facilities, we visited 774 of those facilities on multiple occasions to safeguard some of Georgia's most vulnerable citizens. In addition to that mission set, uh, we're currently active in six hospitals around the state, and we're supporting Dr. Toomey and her efforts to ramp up testing. We've been doing that since the 17th of April, since we began that mission uh, support, uh, we've collected more than 40,000 samples uh, for COVID-19, and we very much appreciate the partnership with both GEMA and Dr. Toomey in that effort. We've also been very active in the food security arena. Uh, just this week, we finished our support of the Fulton County School System, uh, where the men and women in the Georgia National Guard ensured the delivery of more than 948,000 school meals to the children uh, in Fulton County and very much appreciate the honor to do that for them. In addition, we're supporting more than 10 food banks around the state. As such, the men and women of the Georgia Army, Air National Guard, and State Defense Force has supported the movement of more than 41 million pounds of food to people in need and more than 21.6 million meals being prepared. So again, very proud and honored to serve our citizens in, in that regard. What I've told our people since we started this mission is we are what our results say we are. And, and obviously I'm very proud of the men and women and the results that we've produced for the citizens in, of Georgia. In context, in addition to everything else that the Georgia National Guard has done over the last 60 days, 
In the last three weeks, we've deployed two Army National Guard units and one Air National Guard unit to fight the enemies of the United States of America. Couldn't be more proud to lead your National Guard. Thank you. I'll be followed by Colonel Good afternoon, everyone. The 2020 Memorial Day holiday season officially begins tomorrow at 6 p.m. and runs through Monday, May 22nd at midnight it expires. The Memorial Day weekend will be like no other than we've had before. Even in these unprecedented times, it is the job of the Georgia Department of Public Safety as well as our law enforcement partners across the state to emphasize the safety responsibilities of everyone on Georgia's roadways, waterways, beaches, this upcoming weekend. Memorial Day weekend is one of the busiest travel periods during, this, uh, during the year due to graduation celebrations, special holiday events, vacation travelers who will add to the regular weekend traffic. Last year, during the holiday period, troopers investigated 430 traffic crashes, resulting in 247 injuries and 13 deaths. Law enforcement officers across the state would agree with me when I say even one life lost on Georgia highways is too many. Last year, troopers and motor carrier compliance officers issued 10,000 citations and arrested 384 impaired drivers. These are some of the simple things that everyone can do to lower these statistics. Make sure every occupant in your vehicle is buckled. Children under the age of eight years are properly restrained in appropriate child safety seats. Remember, Georgia is a hands-free uh, state. Put down your telephone and pay attention to the road. Obey the posted speed limit and avoid being an impaired driver by planning a designated driver or the use of a ride share or taxi during your weekend festivities. As motorists and visitors make their way around the state and to the coast to enjoy places like St. Simons, Jekyll Island, and Tybee Islands, they should expect to see troopers of the Georgia State Patrol, officers of the Motor Carrier Compliance Division out in full force. In addition to keeping the roadways safe, the beaches will be saturated with troopers and officers ensuring everyone is compliant with the governor's order on social distancing. We'll be looking out for large gatherings, the rules of the beaches, and making sure business restaurant owners are following the guidelines set forth in the order. In addition to what is expected of troopers and officers, much is expected of the citizens, business, restaurant owners, and visitors to our state of Georgia. The Department of Public Safety expects everyone to adhere to the executive order issued by Governor Kemp. While it is our mandate to enforce violations of the order, it should never be necessary. Business and restaurant owners are expected to keep patrons in compliance with the order indoors and outdoors on their businesses. 
The visitors to the beaches are expected to follow the rules and guidelines outlined by the Department of Natural Resource Commissioner, Mark Williams. And those traveling on our roadways are expected to obey the travel laws. I want everyone to enjoy this holiday, have a safe holiday weekend. And I want everyone to practice social distancing and abide by the governor's order. Thank you very much and have a good weekend. At this time, I'll call on Commissioner Mark Williams. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.